0: I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. I wanted to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So make sure you sign up for my free newsletter at jamesmillerlifeology.com. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you embrace your perfect uniqueness. My guest today, author Helen Hipp, shares her amazing children's books, A Different Kind of Safari, and Rosie and Friends Positively Different. These phenomenal books will help you teach your children how to happily embrace their uniqueness. some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology. You are unique. Think what a remarkable unduplicatable, and miraculous thing it is to be you of all the people who have come and gone on the earth since the beginning of time not one of them is like you no one who has ever lived or is to come has had your combination of abilities talents appearance friends acquaintances burdens sorrows and opportunities no one's hair grows exactly the way yours does no one's fingertips are like yours no one has the same combination of secrets inside jokes and family expressions that you know the few people who laugh at all the same things you do don't sneeze the way you do No one prays about exactly the same concerns as you. No one is loved by the same combination of people that love you. No one, no one before you, no one to come. You are absolutely unique. Enjoy that uniqueness. You don't have to pretend in order to seem more like someone else. You weren't meant to be like someone else. You do not have to lie to conceal the parts of you that are not like what you see in anyone else. You were meant to be different. Nowhere ever in all of history will the same things be going on in anyone's mind, soul, and spirit as are going on in yours right now. If you did not exist, there would be a hole in creation, a gap in history, something missing from the plan for humankind. Treasure your uniqueness. It is a gift only given to you. Enjoy it and share it. No one can reach out to others in the same way that you can. No one can speak your words. No one can convey your meanings. No one can comfort with your kind of comfort. No one can bring your kind of understanding to another person. No one can be cheerful and lighthearted and joyous in your way. No one can smile your smile. No one else can bring the whole unique impact of you to another human being. Share your uniqueness. Let it be free to flow out among your family and friends and people you meet in the rush and clutter of living wherever you are. That gift of yourself was given to you to enjoy and share. Give yourself away. See it. Receive it. Let it tickle you. Let it inform you and nudge you and inspire you. You are unique. Author Unknown Has a book ever changed your life, not just inspired you, but helped you to see your life differently? My guest today is Helen Hip. Helen has written two children's books, creating a very effective way to motivate kids of all ages to meet their challenges with self-acceptance, confidence, and understanding. With a cast of characters experiencing real-life issues, her books provide children with the opportunity to identify, understand, and feel supported by the characters handling of similar fears, interests, and concerns. Welcome to my show, Helen.
1: Oh, thank you, James. Glad to be here.
0: Yes, it's such a pleasure to have you on my show. You know, you you and I have a very similar background. You're also a psychotherapist as well.
1: Yes, I am.
0: (laughs) That's good. So we're going to have a wonderful talk today, but we won't do too much shop talk. We'll talk specifically about your books. Okay, that sounds great. So your books in general, there there was a certain reason why you wrote these books. You know, we're definitely going to get into the content of the book, but I definitely like for my listeners to understand what inspired these books to be written.
1: Many different things, but mm-hmm. uh, the main point was just a trip to Africa, which my father took us on when I was a youngster. Mm-hmm. Um he eventually ended up being diagnosed with Alzheimer's, oh, and I'm so sorry
2: in-
1: oh, that's okay. Uh, and I wanted to write this book before he passed because. Mm-hmm. It was such a wonderful gift, the trip, not only to me and my son, but now to others. Oh. Because during that trip, my son spotted a pink hippo who was on the outside of the pod.
0: Oh, really? And, wow. Yeah.
1: And he immediately named her Rosie.
0: <laughs> Where did you come up with Rosie?
1: I don't know. But <laughs> I love it. I, my son Ray is very creative, and, <laughs> and so here was a pink hippo, now named Rosie, and when we asked the guide why she was on the outside of the pod, he said that she was tolerated but not necessarily accepted by the herd. Well, really? my oh, son things. being diagnosed with uh, Asperger's had also experienced something very similar and he has continued to on occasion but my thought was wow you fly halfway across the world and these two meet and they share Mm. such an important connection yes Um, wouldn't this be great to share? So,
0: and that's amazing how those ideas and those situations come about. It's based off of, it really is a fortuitous or divine or serendipitous moment that really launches us into a different direction in our life.
1: Yes, definitely. Because it was something that, um, started as a gift from my mm-hmm. father and ended up being a gift to everyone. And yeah, I think neat. that's wonderful.
0: Yes, yeah, so that, that's absolutely, that's so inspiring. So let's talk about the actual synopsis of the books. Now, mm-hmm. is it a series or are they standalone books?
1: The first book that was written stood alone and that's entitled A Different Kind of Safari. And that book um, is for children that are age nine and up, it takes about 20 minutes to read. Uh Um, From that, I was encouraged to write a series, and this is the Rosie Adventure series. And uh, these books are for younger children, uh, age four and a half and up, and they're wonderful value tales. Mm. Um, The first book, Rosie and Friends, Positively Different, has been out for just about nine months. Okay. Um, and in the fall, sometime in September, the second wo- book will be coming
0: out. Oh, how exciting.
1: Yes, and that is entitled One of a Kindness. Wow. And right now I am writing the third.
0: So. Oh, you're so incredibly busy. So I'm glad you're able to take off time from your busy schedule to come talk with us today.
1: Oh, me too. Me too. But it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I, I bet it is. You know, I'm sure it's, it's fun to allow your, you allow your imagination to run wild as well and to create these characters and to, uh, see how they grow and develop. in their
1: Yeah, I, I feel as though Rosie and Ray write them.
0: Oh, that's neat. Yeah. What does your son think about them?
1: He loves it. Mm-hmm. He he's very um comfortable with all these stories and uh he is comfortable with sharing them. He actually narrated the first book, a different kind of safari, and it is out in audio as oh, well. Wow. And, and for anybody who experiences a form of autism or has a child with that diagnosis, they will understand how challenging mm-hmm. doing an audio audiobook would be. Um, yeah, I can't to-
0: imagine that's, that's phenomenal. He was able to do it and be so successful yeah. with it.
1: To express your emotions.
2: Uh,
1: it's, it's very hard. Yeah. I actually have a very small role in that audio book.
2: Oh, really? <laughs> okay. That's
1: neat. Yeah. So it, It's, it's quite difficult. It takes a lot of patience and understanding. And he just did such a wonderful job. So that is out there as well. Oh, that's
0: wonderful. I'm so excited for Ray. That's great.
1: Yeah, he he's he's an amazing young man. An amazing young man. I'm very proud of him.
0: Yes, yeah, of course you are. You should be. Let's talk about the specific lessons that my listeners, when they purchase these books, that they the lessons that they will explore with their children when they read them.
1: Okay. We can talk about the series. Uh-huh. That might be most helpful. Okay. The series, the first book, Rosie and Friends Positively Different, is a narrative. And it's a wonderful story that is kind of put together in a way that helps caregivers and teachers, whoever you are, Mm -hmm. whatever your role might be, to have a discussion with a youngster that may be struggling with their identity, expressing who they are or feeling good about who they are. This book uh, allows for a lot of opportunity to talk about being positively different.
0: I like how you have that distinction between being different in whatever way is a positive thing, and you know, so just even using that terminology reframes it that just because someone may be different, that's a that's a wonderful thing to be different, and so looking at it in that framework itself allows for everyone to create their individuality, to have their their own differences, if you will. But in a, that's 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 a beautiful thing.
1: Well, one of, the, one of um, the challenges that I found when mm-hmm. raising my son was people were telling him he's special.
2: Ah, uh, I see.
1: A, as his mother, I would agree with that. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> Both of my children. Uh-huh. But it didn't...
0: It had a different meaning, perhaps.
1: Well, it, it just wasn't the most effective way to help him express how he felt about himself. Mm. And so this book, it is, is written with the hope that it will support people figuring it out for themselves, yeah. whether they're yeah. a child or an adult. And um, yeah. in this book, as in with a different kind of safari and future books, there is an activity at the end that supports the intention of the book
0: oh okay so from a theory of learning you're so you're allowing the interaction between the parent and the child even as the child is reading themselves um that the narrative therapy which i can talk about a little bit later but that and then you have the the kinesthetic learning aspect of it which is the doing part the action that goes along with it to really crystallize that learning in other words really solidify that learning
1: Yes and and the illustrations are phenomenal. Oh wow. And so visually it's it's wonderful. Wow. Sure. Uh, yeah, and and I must I must give a plug for the illustrator. Oh please do. Her name is Taryn Kazi. She is I think about 27 right now. Her mother uh lived in Vermont. And still does, I believe. But Taryn works for Universal Studios down oh, wow. in Florida.
0: Oh, she's down here with me. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, she
1: she wanted to write a book and uh, jumped on the idea of illustrating these children's books. And she went through a process of showing me that she was passionate about it and uh, could listen and and produce something that was wonderful. And she did. That's amazing. Right. Oh, how everything has fallen into place for these books is amazing. Yeah.
0: Like you said, it literally goes from your father creating this gift for you to go travel to Mm -hmm. Africa. And all of a sudden, everything just serendipitously just moves you towards this next uh, every every new venture what do you hope to accomplish with these books What what, what is your end result or your end game that, that you really want your readers to to um to take away
1: i i really want this book to generate wonderful opportunities for people mm. on, on a gloomy day i want them to pick up this book read it and then all of a sudden the sun comes out. Oh them. wow. Yeah. That that's my hope. I have a tagline that really covers this question. And my tagline for those who don't know what a tagline is, it's kind of a, a summary of mm-hmm. what you're doing. So the tagline goes as follows Opening minds to abilities, capabilities, and alternate possibilities
0: oh i love that that's it's almost it's almost magical in some ways
1: it is and people say well aren't abilities and capabilities the same thing well no they're really
2: not Mm.
1: yeah because you're born able to do many things i'm able to write a children's book at this time i am not capable to write a book about engineering yeah So, I'm not saying I'm not able to. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, with the current knowledge I have, right now I'm not capable.
0: It's a development of your ability.
1: Basically, yes. Mm -hmm. And alternate possibilities are if I didn't have hands, I could write it a different way. Yes. So, to encourage people to see things and think about those three concepts is the intention of each book that I write.
0: Which then allows them, especially when they know that tagline, which then puts them in the mindset of to expand their mind and their world in a way they never have before.
1: Right. There's so many ways to do the same thing.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, well, you know it's interesting when I asked that question. I could hear you could hear I could hear you pause, but then you—it's almost like I could feel I could feel you brighten up and lighten up as you got to share your hope and your desire for these books, which I which I think is absolutely wonderful.
1: Well, I I do enjoy writing them so mm-hmm. much, and. I don't know um, when or if it's going to end or what things are going to look like. But for right now, as long as I can feel the passion, enjoy the process, and produce something that I'm proud to share, then then it's right. <laughs>
0: yes, yes I, I totally understand that. Well, so let's talk. go back to the whole series part of it. What because as in a series it's it's usually a continuation of something, maybe the previous book. How do you link them together in a series? What is Rosie is it a continual journey for Rosie? How does that work?
1: It's no, it's not a continual journey for Rosie per se. There's a lot of different characters and I'm hoping to take each one that was presented in um, Rosie and Friends Positively Different and let them have their chance at being a protagonist. Mm. Um, I would call these a a collection of value tales. I like that. So they're not um, a continuation, but... There is a theme Mm -hmm. that they all share, and it's a very positive message that relates to uniqueness and all those wonderful abilities and capabilities and alternate possibilities that we just spoke about. Yes.
0: So when I when I think of the word series and so I'm, apparently I'm ignorant when it comes to that because my version of a series would be, like I said, a continuation. You have your the prequel, the the book, and then the follow up and then it goes in a in a linear fashion at which it tells a story. But it sounds like for yours it's a collection of it, the series in the sense of they could be standalone books, but they all have are links together with all the different same characters, but they each character has their has the opportunity to be the hero, if you will, in each one of these stories.
1: Well, as we discussed, James, there's more than one way to look at a series. Right? <laughs> I a,
0: love it. Yeah. It's very and different. share a series, right? Yes. That's great. <laughs> That's wonderful. I'm, I'm really happy to hear that. So now going back to the whole aspect of the age range. So for this one, you said it's mm-hmm. four and up?
1: Yeah. And everybody has different ideas of what's appropriate for a particular age. Uh-huh. Kids kids are all different. Um, Some of these books, if you read them to a child, they're not necessarily at four going to get from the book what a seven-year-old is going to get from the book. But that does not mean that there's nothing there for that Mm four-year-old. Rosie and Friends, because I've gotten testimonials and feedback from people, one woman read it to a four year old and they just talked about how different the animals were in the book.
2: Really? How
1: they, same, how are they different? So it was great uh, for that child. I am um, out in California. There was a second grader and I'm trying to remember here. So, yeah, um, And she actually took a statement from the story and used it in a reply to a young boy i i think second grade as well um who thought that everybody should be the same oh and so i hear this and i go oh this is what they took yeah. from the book this is what they took so everybody sees it differently and it's impacted by it differently, but there's something of value there. There's a
0: nugget there that, that at their age group or their developmental age are going to pinpoint it that pinpoint it on a personal note.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. And I was just in New York city, um, in long Island area and did a presentation at a school and Hundred and fifty kids, and they all loved it.
0: Oh, really? That's wonderful.
1: Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was it was great. And, and I've been in, you know, Barnes and Noble and had smaller crowds, but between the illustrations and just kind of the fun way that these animals communicate these lessons to children, yes, uh, is it doesn't feel like a lesson. Yeah. It <laughs> doesn't feel like school. Not that school's a bad thing. Many kids enjoy um, school, but I'm just using that. Yeah, you know, I understand. Yeah.
0: It's, it's a very, yeah. It, it, they get a lot of joy out of it. That's, they, they can't wait to do it, like when they play as well. You know, what I was said earlier about narrative therapy, for those of my listeners who don't know what narrative therapy is. So, in our, in our field, in uh, psychology, narrative therapy is a form of just essentially telling a story with a moral which helps the listener assimilate that lesson into their personal life. Because, for example, if you tell a story about stealing and how this this character, uh, you know, something happened with stealing, he got in trouble, and then he changed his ways, that type of story really helps the, the listener, in other words, my client, uh, listen to that and say, oh, you know what, I just got caught stealing, so what should I do? Maybe I should try doing um, what this character did uh, so I don't do this anymore. Or, and so it's, it's really a form of teaching a lesson without really teaching a lesson. So, you know, it's, it's wonderful that you have a background as well as far as for counseling and you use a lot of these different techniques as well as your own personal life experiences and how you are really able to pull all these lessons together into helping the reader understand what that particular valuable life lesson is in that moment. So what, what a phenomenal trait and gift you have as you, as you write these books for these, for these children.
1: Oh well, thank you. And uh narrative therapy uh if that is a big nugget for you to absorb you can also think of them as value tales.
0: Mm, I like that.
1: And uh for for some that might that might be easier.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um but having knowledge is one thing. So you can hear a value tale or hear a lesson. But knowing how to use that knowledge, which I refer to as knowledge, (laughs) um, because it's the K&L knowledge, um, is something that some of us really need a little help with. Mm -hmm. And I believe that these books that I've written and the ones that I'm currently writing have a wonderful way of helping people figure that out for themselves. Yeah. And with the activities in the back, it's just fun.
0: And that's how uh, the kids really learn it, how they can apply it in their own life, because I'm sure the questions and activities you have really make them say, well, how is this applicable, how is this applicable in my own life? Exactly. Yeah.
1: And in Rosie and Friends, Positively Different. Um, I felt it important to give kids a reference of what Rosie means when she says she's positively different. Mm. So in the back of the book, Rosie, Rosie actually says, and I will read it to you.
0: I can hear you in the book, yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Here we go. Positively different. I am unusual, different in a way that is interesting or unexpected. Exotic, because I am different from what is ordinary. And colorful, because of a -a one-of-a-kind uniqueness. So that is how Rosie defines positively different.
0: I love it. That's great. And then, and then, like you said, in the the exercises in the back, kids can figure out how they're positively different in right. such they, a wonderful way.
1: They have a song, and it's Rosie's song, which can be heard on the website.
0: Oh, cool. Okay.
1: But if you're old enough to remember Mad Libs,
0: uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah. then,
1: <laughs> then you can remember that there was a paragraph with blanks and you could fill in and it would might say adjective underneath a uh-huh. noun whatever so in the back of Rosie and friends positively different is her song and within that song there are opening lines such as celebrating my differences differences is what my this is the blank you can put in my or or the word our uh-huh song is all about and then it goes on and on and on where you can fill it in the chorus and then there's a part where it says positively different and then the line i am or we are and then you tell your story as to how you're positively different oh i love it your little song
0: oh that's great And then it becomes your little song. Yeah, that's perfect, because obviously kids love love music. They love to to really personalize things. So what a phenomenal idea.
1: So it's so much fun. And like I said, that school visit in Long Island, I actually, Rosie, sang the song, and uh, we all sang it together. And so in the classrooms, the teachers could pull the kids together, either in a group or individually, and they could write about their class. How oh, neat.
2: How class As possible. a group. Yeah. yeah.
1: And choose whatever tune or make up words. It's your own. Songs, so creative you song, yes. You want and you celebrate your differences that way.
0: That's absolutely phenomenal. I, I'm I'm loving this. This, this is, this is really great. So, Helen, if my listeners would like to find out more information about you and where they can purchase these phenomenal books, where would they find your information and these book and the book information online?
1: Well, the website is rosythehippo.com. dot com, and on that website, they can learn about all the characters. Um, They'll learn about the events that I I will be at and what I'm doing and what Rosie's doing. They can contact me with any questions. And they can also purchase the books. Now, the books can be purchased also on Barnes & Noble or Amazon. And there is an adventure club for kids on the website as well.
0: Oh, wow. So many things that they're it's there for them to explore. That's for sure. Oh,
1: yes. Yes. What English. I'm going
0: to do, Helen, is I'm going to actually link your books um, to Amazon through my site. So I'm going to put your books on my site. So people are struggling to find them on Amazon or even Barnes & Noble. Simply go to JamesMillerLifeology.com and in the store there, you can just simply type in Hippo or Helen and you will find that those books and it will link you directly to Amazon.
1: Oh, that's great. Thank you for doing it. Yes,
0: of course. My pleasure. Well, Helen, once again, thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you.
1: You as well. You as well. And please tell everybody they can find Rosie on Facebook as well. Perfect. All right. Thank you, James.